feel like every conversation started with, so you're trans, you know what I mean? Like, oh, wow, so tra- how's your transition go? Wow, I got so many questions. Do you still have a dick? You know what I mean? Like, that was, like, normal. Like, when I was moving, the movers came to help me move and pack shit. And even they were like, wow, so I got so many questions. I just I just want you to know I'm really accepting of all this stuff. And it's like a whole conversation that doesn't exist in New York City. Right. Here, it's just like, how are you? What's your name? Where do you want this moved? Where do you, where do you yeah, want Yeah, if it's movers, Do yeah. I have to wrap this? Where do you want this? Ah, <laughs> oh, shit, you got stairs? <laughs> Fuck. I didn't think you had your first floor. I got so excited. And then it's, oh, you got stairs. Fuck. <laughs> it's more like that, which is better. But first, a word from our sponsors. Welcome to the Man Whore Podcast. Shout out to all the fan whores, the whore heads, the Billy Babes, the pod sluts, to all the disciples of Dong. This is Billy Presida, and you are listening to the Man Whore Podcast. Nine years. Everybody has now been nine years of me coming to you every Wednesday. You may notice I dropped a little bonus C, a little extra episode on Sunday for everybody. That was on the actual podiversary dates. If you're into books, you should make sure you check it out. It's just me ranking the all the books that I have read written by past guests of the show. It's not like a funny episode, but it's... Uh, It's definitely one for the book nerds. Billy, why would it be funny? Why would we ever expect it to be funny? It's you. I I know. But some people here don't know that I am still allegedly a comedian. Speaking of which, if you want to check me out, doing some stand-up in New York City, uh, in the show notes, you've got all my dates coming up. Most importantly, this Friday, April 21st, the Naked Comedy Show at the best orgy house in Brooklyn, Hacienda. Although I do not call it an orgy house when I'm like asking comedians to do the show. I'm just like, it's at like a, we co-produce it at a sex positive community space. Unless I know that they're also a slut and I'm like, yeah, no, it's like an orgy house. There's going to be a 420 themed party the night before. And if fan whores want a discount, you can get $5 off your ticket with the code no pants at the link at the top of you fucking know where I put it. Yeah. This week on the pod, I've got on Lucy Hart. She is a trans porn star who you have heard on the show before. Before she was Lucy, she went by Lance Hart. She recently moved out to Bushwick, uh, quite nearby me, and we reconnected. Had super cool chat. You know, she she dropped a lot of knowledge about the porn industry. That's going to go in a Patreon bonus episode tomorrow where she really gets into like the nitty gritty of like the difference between studio performers and content creators and, you know, some of the pitfalls, some of the content people, you know, she's got to kind of play like mama porn vet, you know, but this episode uh, really does talk a lot about what it's like to perform in like this new body with a robotic dick. We get into that under a new name and you know what that's been like uh, learning how to pose as a woman and how the fans have been taking it. This is a really cool episode, especially if you are familiar with her work under the name Lance Hart. And so I'm really excited to share this episode with you in in just a little bit. I'm not going to drone on too long in the monologue. It's been nine years. I'm learning that uh, 
Unless I got something juicy, you want me to keep it tight. And the juicy thing I do have to share, I don't know if I want to tell you yet. I think I'm going to hold on to it for another week or two. But for now, let me remind you that ManWhoreCon 2023, yes, ManWhoreCon Part 4 or Part 5, depending on how we count that that one we did a couple years ago up in the woods. ManWhoreCon's coming back August 3rd through August 6th. You should have those dates blocked out. You should be starting to arrange your time off of work for that. Start keeping an eye on plane tickets. But weekend passes, I can now announce, are going to go on sale on May 1st. I'm going to send an email blast on May 1st. First, if you're not on my email list, I highly recommend you go to manwhorepod.com and get on the mailing list. You're not going to get abused with emails multiple times a week. I'm not a, I'm not a sub stack, but May 1st, weekend passes will go on sale and then I'll be able to announce some more details for you. I'm still, I'm, uh, I'm just finishing my shopping around for that, that center hub. I got some good options lined up, but we're going to have a fucking party in New York City. Now, I'm not saying we're going to have a fucking fuck party, but I'm not saying that it's going to be not allowed to have a fuck party. You all consenting adults can do what you want to do. I am so excited to, uh, to, to meet some of y'all for the first time and to see some of y'all again for the first time in a long time. Man, Horkan, the magical time of the year. It's coming up. Just three months away. And one of the people I hope shows up is uh, the recipient of this week's fan whore appreciation moment, Hans Herbert. Hans, a first name that normally makes me a little nervous, but uh, you, you, you must be one of the good ones. You threw me five euro. Hans started off with a free trial, the seven day free trial on my Patreon, and he had such a good time. He stuck around. So thank you very much, Hans, for supporting the man whore podcast on Patreon and you too can become a member, enjoy some great rewards for as little as $2 a month. I've said this before, I'll say it again. If every single person who downloads this could throw me $2 once a month, Billy could afford to stop emceeing speed dating events. That would be really cool. Babysitting nervous adults is a little, yeah, you know? Become a member today, support the pod, I think you kind of like, at patreon.com slash podcast, or download the Patreon app and find me on there. Not into Patreon, don't dig a monthly debit, my cash app, my Venmo, they in the show notes where everything is. Now, if you want to get acquainted with Lucy from years ago, you can go check out her episode as Lance Hart on number 266. So that's like, I don't know, five years ago. But for now, let's go check back in and get to know the wonderful, the accommodating, the malicious porn vet, Lucy Hart. Uh, well, I'm friends with Justine Marie. And uh, Justine told me about the party and I was coming up here to look for apartments or some shit. So I just thought I'd check it out. And then I just had a blast. I mean, it was so much fun there. It was great. I didn't do any play. I didn't play at all. I just kind of wasn't in that headspace, but um, super fun. So yeah, made a bunch of friends. It was great. And w- what was it like uh, being being there, being in this like newer body of yours, and and being in that type of environment? And it was awesome. I mean, um, that was with the Vampire Jacks. I went to. I can't remember what month it was, but I had, it was one of the first times I dressed up like yeah. Lucy. You know what I mean? Like a girl, and tried to be pretty with makeup and all that, and went out to a thing, yeah. you know? What, it, what was so, your outfit? Uh, what did I wear? Like fake, 
latex pants. I like fake latex over real latex, mm-hmm. by the way. Uh, why, why is that? Uh, real latex, it looks good, but it rips. It's a pain in the ass, and it's expensive as fuck. And you can't really fuck in it. I mean, you kind of can, but unless the holes perfectly line up with your genitals, it's not really going to work. Okay. So latex, I think, is for like posing, you know, like posing and looking pretty. Um, I could go on a whole tangent about latex and where it could, I won't stop you. This is a so, podcast. Like, I, you know, we yeah, got, we got some time. <laughs> so here's the thing. Years ago, latex was taboo, right? Mm-hmm. It was, and my friend Justine Marino just mentioned was a latex model at the time, say like 15 years ago. Someone like Justine Marie wears latex and gets pictures taken of them and they're really hot. And it was like stuck out and it was like amazing. And then now latex is mainstream. Like people wear it at the Oscars and shit like that. Like it's totally normal. You know what I mean? It's yeah. a, I wouldn't say it's like jeans, but it's like pretty. You can wear it and it's not instantly associated with kink. Yeah, it's not like a kink. And it still looks hot. And Justine's still doing it and awesome. Um, but now there's like any idiot with, not idiot, I don't want to say Sam, <laughs> but anybody with a camera who's watched one YouTube tutorial on lighting can get a cute girl to come over and take pictures of her in latex and it looks and it all looks the same you know what i mean so now if you if you like instagram if you if you just look at the hashtag latex it looks like a bunch of catalog pictures it looks Mm -hmm. like a target catalog or a serious catalog of just a bunch of really pretty girls wearing latex doing one of three poses and that's it and it's really become watered down into this like kind of like Okay, like your eyes just kind of gloss right over it. Right. It's like people stop doing interesting shit because the outfit is so interesting and it does such a good job of making the body look great. Like it squeezes the right shit and all that. But then I've been to play parties with friends who I really like and I, you know want them to be happy and they're stressed the fuck out the whole night because they're latex. They're like, I, oh, it's going to rip. I can't wear it. Oh, it doesn't fit. Or like they don't really have the kink. Like, if you really have latex kink, you're into being covered in sweat, and it's hot. And, yeah. I'm, and I'm good for that, yeah, like, if that's your thing. But a lot of people don't have that kink. That it's just trendy. So they're doing it, and they're very uncomfortable because now they have sweat hugged close to their skin. And they're just like, ah, ooh, ah, ooh, ah. it's like whiny all night. And they can't get their dick and balls out or their pussy out because it's literally encased in, like, thick-ass rubber, you know? <laughs> Or there's a zipper to get, oh, no, it's got a zipper. We can fuck. But try fucking through a zipper. <laughs> you know what I mean? The, like a rubberized around the edges zipper. It's it's gonna, it's fucked up. Like I've tried. It sucks. You know what I mean? Unless if it's like perfectly aligned. Meanwhile, you can go on Amazon and you can buy fake latex, like spandex that's shiny. And it's like 15 bucks for like a bodysuit. And you put it on. It looks 90% as good. Right? Like, I'd say 90% is pretty fair. Like, it doesn't look quite as good, but it looks pretty fucking good. You have to shine it with lube. It's more breathable. It's not really that breathable, but it's more comfortable. And when you want to fuck, you can just rip it open. Like, with your fingernails. Just like, rip open the part you want to get to. Fuck. And you get cum and piss and blood all over it, whatever. And you just throw it away. 
You know what I mean? Yeah. You don't have to like take it home, wash it with the right shit. I mean, you kind of wash latex or whatever, but then you got to treat it. You got to like put the lube on it. You spend eight hundred dollars on a thing. Yeah. You want to take care of it. You've spent twenty you gotta, bucks on it. You're like, whatever. I'll you got to hang one. it with the right kind of hanger, and then if it touches your sweater next to it, it's weird because then you have lube in your sweater, and there's hair on the fucking. You know what I'm saying? It's a whole fucking bitch, and fake latex is like ninety percent as good. Mm. So that's my rant about latex. So, <laughs> Hacienda Vampire Dex I wore fake latex, shiny pants, uh, a real latex corset because Justine lent me one. And that's about as latex as I'll get. A corset. That worked. It's fine. You know what I mean? And um, what did I wear? I think just like a bra and a, like a little top, like a sport coat kind of thing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And a hat. Probably the hat I'm wearing now. Like the typical Dom lady hat. Yeah. I don't know what, what kind of hat this is. Like, I don't, do you know what the, like, the uh, word I mean, is? But. It also like it, it like gives me like throwback. It's like a more femme version of like a 1950s like on the Harley Davidson like a biker thing. Yeah, it's like a biker bar. cap. Like, yeah. It's like a gay leather daddy cap. The, the artist but. that guy like that guy like has has dudes in that type of hat, but like the um, this is like a feminized. It's a softer version. Yeah, of it. yeah. It's gonna drive me crazy what the artist's name is. That the artist people listening. Me too. Fucking Zachary Zane told me yesterday. <laughs> if you've seen a really big, like charcoal style sketched penis yeah, and like leather daddies, it's that guy. Yeah. I'll put a link in the show. If we don't find it, I will put I'll I'll look this up. I will search big illustrated dicks and I will let my uh, browser history be full of that and I will put it in the show notes. <laughs> I just search gay charcoal art. Um, that's that's Pretty spot on. Um, I'm not okay. Now I don't want dead air on your podcast, but I'm like Jake, a... gay charcoal artist. I mean, Jake, <laughs> that's a great title. <laughs> this is where I've been. There's uh, some sex toy company did some stuff with his name. They made S and M gear out of it, and um, uh, and I used to model for it for Extreme Restraints. And I can't fucking remember. And I have his art on my wall, and I can't remember. What the fuck's wrong with me? Well, Zach will save us, because I'm going to text him. What is that artist's name? But it is good to say real quick that, like, we're here now with Lucy Hart, who was last on the show back in, I think it was 2018, uh, back when you were going by Lance Hart. Was it that long ago? Wow, 2018. It was, like, episode 266. I think the episode title starts with, like, porn mafia something like that you were okay you were sharing some uh some theories and <laughs> yeah some theories about some yeah. some uh money laundering through porn <laughs> but yeah. but uh well welcome back Thank to you. the show folks um how was it to debut lucy in the new york city orgy scene it's been awesome i love new york i really i'm so glad i moved here every day i'm glad i moved here um so here's the thing and if you uh, walk around most places in the world as a trans woman. Um, you kind of you might stick out, or even if you don't stick out, like I, I pretty much just look like a chick with a lot of muscles, you know. At this point, yeah. but like, wow, the chick's got a big old neck, you know. Well, whatever. Um, but uh, you feel like you stick out, you know what I mean? And then in New York City, I don't feel like I stick out because I walk down the street and I see like four or five other trans people, like doing shit. And half of them, like, like a uh, a trans woman will have like half a beard, and it's cool and looks great, and it's awesome. Yeah. In Las Vegas or L.A., it's a little different. Even L.A. Even L.A. Depending on where you're at in L.A., like downtown L.A., maybe not, but right. like in the Valley, you know what I mean? Like where porn is made in the Valley. If I'm in um, 
Yeah, or like Burbank or something like that. Like a hotel I'd be staying at to go make porn in the Valley. I might stay in Burbank or Pasadena or something like that because it's cheaper. Walking around Pasadena as a trans woman, it's 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 fine, but it's different. And then in Vegas, it's not like totally abnormal. Vegas is a pretty accepting place. People are just there to kind of grind to make money or party, like, you know, one of the two. But I didn't have any friends, really, that I felt like. I feel like every conversation started with, so you're trans, you know what I mean? Like, oh, wow, it's a tra- how's your transition go? Wow. You're my first one I met. That's cool. <laughs> wow, I got so many questions. Do you still have a dick? You know what I mean? Like, that was, like, normal. Um, Like, when I was moving, the movers came to help me move and pack shit. And even they were like, wow, so I got so many questions. I just I just want you to know I'm really accepting of all this stuff. And it's like a whole conversation that doesn't exist in New York City. Right. Here it's just like, how are you? What's your name? Where do you want this moved? Where do you, where do you yeah, want it? Yeah, if it's movers, do yeah. Do I have to wrap this? Where do you want this? Ah, <laughs> oh, shit, you got stairs? <laughs> Fuck. I didn't think you had your first floor. I got so excited. And then it's, oh, you got stairs. Fuck. <laughs> it's more like that, which is better. Because there's like, you're, you're, it's like, lady, you're my fourth trans woman. I'm moving today. It's yeah. Like- <laughs> no, it's totally normal. So that's, I love that. Yesterday, what I do, I had, uh, what the fuck did I, I went and got some, something done. And then, uh, oh, started, uh, went to see a new therapist. That was cool. After that, I went to go meet up with like probably eight, uh, queer sex workers in Prospect Park. And we sat under a tree and ate snacks. Yeah. For like an hour. And then, and just talked there. Everybody just kind of had normal conversations. And it was yeah. totally not weird that we were queer or sex workers or in a park for just existing. Yeah. And it was beautiful. And then I like, Went on about my night, you know. Uh, every night I make, I feel like I make a new friend mm-hmm. here. It's great. Every time I leave the house to like go um, get some food, I see like at least one super hot chick that I would bang that would probably bang a trans woman. Yeah, you know, like it just kind of by walking by, like we might, we eye fuck each other when we walk by, and I'm like, I love it here, you know. So it's that's cool. It's highly inconvenient city to live in, but I'm getting used to it. You know, <laughs> I'm happy to hear that. Yeah. Welcome, welcome to Thank the neighborhood. You. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so, did you see anything at Hacienda that went you go like, okay, what's um, welcome to New York? I, well, I'd never seen blood play because uh, in porn we don't do blood play because mm-hmm. uh, Visa, Mastercard restrict it. So yeah. just no blood. You can't say the word blood in a porn, right? right? So you definitely can't video it or take pictures of it. Um, Are you allowed to like mimic it? Can you like use? Um, no, no, fake blood's off the. Li- you, know, you can't do that. Right. Um, but if but if you made like a normal movie, if it was a horror movie, totally fine. Oh yeah, no, you can Just watch. Don't, there better not be any pussy or dicks in it. Yeah, and you can have be, all the blood you want. You can have MMA where two guys are rolling around in their underwear and look like they're about to kiss the entire time, like they're hugging and they're grinding and they're like in guard, which means I'm straddling you. Okay. You know what I mean? Just rubbing my butthole on your dick, right, in your spandex. Um, and there's blood everywhere. It's just fucking blood splattered and violence. And then, uh, that's okay. Unless they kiss. But if they kiss, yeah. Yeah. Then it's like, not cool. MasterCard will shut it down. Imagine if that happened like on, on like uh, on pay-per-view, if like yeah. they just started making out and the, everyone's going to be like, I don't know what to do. Yeah. We got to shut this down. <laughs> yeah. Shut this down. We can't, no, now we can't sell this because there's blood in the kiss. Yeah. You can't mix it too. So. So I go to Hacienda and I see people are talking about, oh, if you're going to do blood play, do it over here. And my ears kind of perked up. I was like, blood play. 
I don't think I'm going to be into that. You know, I was like, I don't think. And also where I'm you at. You say as you're wearing like a necklace of a dagger. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm into, yeah. I just didn't think, just where I'm at, like, I've done so much BDSM, Billy, over sure. the years. Like, so much. I'm more into, like, cooking for someone and snuggling at this point. <laughs> but I still have all this, like, violence in me, you mm. know? that. Uh, but I just, I'm just not into that. So I'm like, blood play. Well, I'll check it out. You know, I'll walk by and see what it looks like. And oh my God, it turned me on. I was like, what the fuck? I did not see that coming. It was like just two fucking hot people. One of them's doing suspension bondage and like tied up and they're sticking needles in the one that's tied up's forehead and uh, just a little tiny needle. Like I was like, oh, I bet that you, I bet they can feel that, but I bet it doesn't hurt. Mm. Um, and then they pull the needles out. And because of the way they were suspended, their head was just a little bit lower than the rest of their body. Uh-huh. All this blood dripped out of their forehead. And, and it was down their face. And they just looked like f- fully orgasmic, just like covered in their own blood. And it was like dripping beautifully. This know? is what the femmes are up to when the guys aren't allowed. So they don't do that when the guys... I haven't been to a Hacienda party with dudes there. This is like I've a never seen no that. dudes allowed party. And it was so fucking hot. I was like, well, I guess I'm gonna have to get trained up and learn how to cut bitches because, yeah. like, I didn't, I didn't know, I didn't know I'm into that. Now I'm into that. Now I'm into blood play. Okay, so I got a bunch of gloves and needles now, but I still, I, you know, I don't, I want to be safe. I don't want to fuck anyone up, so I got to like learn. Yeah, but I'm fr- most of my friends here, half my friends, I'd say, in New York are some kind of a dom, like pro dom. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure I can find someone to show me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that's earlier this week, I went to some of my friends uh, Shayla's dungeon. And just hung out with like probably 10 chicks and everybody's had their laptops out and we're doing admin work together, just kind of like a work party. Yeah. It was great. I met met a few friends and uh, I just love it here. It's like that. Like I feel like I've, I don't know, I've never fit in this good anywhere, you know, so it's cool. That's so dope. It's, it's so interesting to me that like the porn industry like left here decades ago and like yeah. never... Because so, I feel like so many people would fit in here and would love it here and yeah. love the vibe here and love the convenience of the subway if you think that the subway is convenient. And sure. like, how is there not just like a warehouse in Chelsea that's just a big fucking studio space with different like sets, right? Like that's bonkers to me. Like I know Joanna, Angel and, and Small yeah. Hands have been out here for a long while. But yeah. beyond that, it's like, where, why is there not a bunch of porn in, in Brooklyn? Yeah, there's not. And there's some OnlyFans creators. There's which, plenty of that, but like, why yeah. is it not like studio stuff? Studios, here? yeah. And maybe it's just the the price of real estate, but it's it ain't cheap in LA. Yeah. I mean, I'm starting a porn company here, so like, yeah. I mean, there'll be one. Nice. Um, it's going to be nicefeelings.com. Nicefeelings.com? Yeah, it's just where I'm at. I just want nice feelings in my life. Oh, wait, what, so what like, kind of porn is that going to be? Like queer BDSM and like, just, you know. <laughs> I'm just going to have people over here. Uh, you haven't seen the rest of the place, but I'm gonna, like, a typical shoot, what I'm thinking is I, I pay someone to show up here, do the paperwork, and then we fuck here in this living room we're sitting in. Then we fuck in the kitchen. We do that for like 15 minutes in one position, uh-huh. 15 minutes in the kitchen, another position, maybe 15 minutes in one of the bedrooms, and then 15 minutes in the gym, which is in the basement. Okay. So I just tired of the squat rack or something. Okay. And then... After I do, Wait, so you can lift weights and kiss, but you can't MMA and kiss. Yeah, you can lift weights. <laughs> oh yeah, you can work out and fuck. And gym sets are great. I love pantyhose and leotards, so we can opens room for that sure. for pantyhose and leotard shit. So I'll just fuck people, guys and girls and them's. Um, it'll just be me fucking them for a while, and then once I'm bottoming again, I've been taking a break from bottoming. Just a mm. long story, but 
Uh, I can't wait to get back at that. And then people will fuck me. And then, like I did with Perv Out, I'll just scale it out to where I'll just hold the camera and pay two people. Mm-hmm. And then, right now, I sold Perv Out, so now I have like just enough funds to, if I'm careful, start another porn company. I just have to do it carefully and, and not go crazy with shoots, overspending, and stuff like that. So I probably got to be in most of them for a while. I started webcamming just to have something else to do, which is very validating. I love it. It's just, you know, a bunch of people telling you you look great and tipping you. Yeah. Yeah, I'm like, fuck yeah, I'll do that. And it's fun to jerk off. So, it's you know, I like that. (laughs) Much agreed. Yeah, I love jerking (laughs) off, right? It's the best. So I hired someone to help with, uh, I do my own OnlyFans, but I hired like someone to help me with the content, like who's done it and made a lot of money in OnlyFans. Basically, it's a trans man, but before he transitioned, did OnlyFans shit. And now does admin stuff for people. So sure. I'm like, you. All the scheduling and captioning and all that yeah, stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Like the, um, yeah, the scheduling, the content, editing stuff. And then he like gives me pointers like, hey, you need tease videos. Hey, you need this. You need that. Cause he, you know, he's done it. And, um, I never did OnlyFans. I owned a porn network. By the time OnlyFans came out, I, Perv, I have five, five sites. I wasn't really performing that much you yeah. know what i mean so i just kind of missed the whole boat so now it only fans is on a decline and i'm jumping on the boat but it's interesting something. to hear you in like d- d- different types of transitions in pr- your professional life and personal life to like now transition to performing as lucy and to like yeah. going from look i ran a production company and i wasn't even shooting that much so now it's like the industry model has changed and so yeah how everything's are you different. just adjusting to everything professional well it's one thing that's new now, um, we don't have the right words for this yet, but people in general, people differentiate content creators from studio performers and that that's the way they say it. And I don't, I hope that doesn't offend people because some people don't like either term, but studio performers like a Seth Campbell or something, so, uh, uh, like a guy who for the most part shows up to do studio work for Gamma or one of the big companies and he's either directing a movie that day or performing in a movie that day and gets a paycheck, right? Um, and then a content creator is someone like um, like Ruby Hex is a content creator, like someone who uh, lives in London where there's not a lot of porn being made, makes a fuck ton of money on OnlyFans and just books trade shoots with friends. And uh, a Tiger Lily is another one. Like I worked with Tiger Lily once. That's someone who doesn't really do a lot of studio work, but... Might do some, but makes the majority of their income making their own porn at home with friends, right? Mm. Um, and now that there's two different camps, and I think everybody can get along just fine, but um, people who've done a ton of studio work have certain standards in shorthand. You know, like like we know, and people who've done studio work, like if you've done p- porn, like worked for kink.com or for Gamma or MindGeek or one of those you pretty much know everybody has herpes, right? Mm-hmm. Like you've got, you know, you're like, yeah, everyone over the age of 23 probably has herpes at this point. Right. So let's not even talk about Roughly it. like 80% of the country has HSV1 or HSV2. Everyone's, yeah, everybody's yeah. got warts and herpes, right? Yeah. Everybody. So it's it's not, we didn't test for it. Mm. Like we just not on the testing regimen because there we would, but there's no test for it. Like right. you can test for the antibodies, the but they don't. The blood test I hear is not very good. Well, it, and then the yeah. best test is a culture, but then like you. You have like, to have an know. outbreak. Right. You already know at that point. And like a like, cold clearly, sore, like you know a cold sore is a cold sore. Yeah, you clearly know. So there's no point in testing for it and everybody has it. And both things, warts or herpes, at this point, depending on which doctor you ask, they say, oh, it's not even an STD. That's mm. a skin thing. 
Yeah. Like go to a dermatologist, it's not an STD. Because people have it in the middle of their back or something. Yeah. So studio workers don't really call we don't we don't even care about we just like if you have an outbreak, don't come to work. That you're day. saying like maybe like a like a content creator might not But have a content the same. creator, there's a whole thing where people are like canceling people on Twitter. Because they didn't, they like you didn't tell me you had herpes before we because shot. Because they're all like newer to this industry, maybe not used to that. Like they don't know everybody has herpes, right? And I'm like, okay, and I want to give space for that because that's valid. If if you didn't know, like when I was 23 and I got herpes, like anyone else, um, I was shocked and I was like, oh no, I'm like dirty now. I have like a disease, and this is people don't talk about this and like. I'm ruined for life. This is horrible. Like a lot of people go through the when they, you know, young 20s when you finally get herpes. So I get it. Maybe you're a 23-year-old content creator and you haven't ever had an outbreak in your life. And then you work with someone. And you start your career like during the pandemic, like yeah, online. So you're not basically used to that. just this working with your partner. And right, that was right. it. Maybe they didn't have it. And then you work with someone who's done a bunch of studio work who didn't mention her because you got it tested. You did you went to talent testing or CET or clear. Mm-hmm. You did the full panel test. And then you, you get herpes and you're like, fuck me. Why did you, you did this to me. Right. And I get it. That's valid. That's fair. It's, it feels that way, but it's interesting to watch because there's no, what do you do with that? You know, like, uh, so, so now as I'm working with people, I've had to have the awkward comment. I'm 43 years old and I already have to say, okay, so obviously, you know, I'm trans, but you know, you're going to wonder like, does my dick work? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because we're making porn. Like, we need to know. Do I come, actual come, or is it clear? You know, because you never know with trans people, right? Okay. So I'm already talking about that stuff. I'm known for S&M, but I'm in a place where I don't really want to do, I don't want a bottom, period. Like, I don't want to sub. Okay. So I have to have that conversation. So that's three conversations. I got to have come, dick, S&M. And now I also got to be like, oh, by the way, like, I have to kind of, judge like this person's young 20s they might not know everybody has her i have to be like by the way also of of course i have herpes but they might be like yeah lol everybody has herpes or Mm -hmm. they might be like oh my god yeah thank you for telling me i can't work with you you know and i'm like okay and i know and that's valid they they should have that uh freedom to make that decision but being older i know you're gonna get it in the next year yeah. Like, I, what do we do? But I don't want to, I would never want to like force someone, you know, or like coerce. So at that point I walk away from the shoot. I'm like, okay, well, yeah. I understand. And we just walk away. So what, how has it been performing as Lucy now? Like what, the, the, do elements of it feel the same? Do elements of it feel super different? What? It's, well, so the first three scenes I did as Lucy, I cried before, not like on set, but I was scared. I was really scared. I was like, I don't know how this is going to go. And like. Am I going to look, am I going to be embarrassed about the way I look? Everybody's got insecurities about their body and their face, right? But when you've just changed everything about your body and your face, like I literally ripped my body apart and put it back together. You know what I mean? Like like, five surgeries in eight months. Total transformation. Completely frame up, restoration. My skin is different at a cellular level. I'm different with like hormones. My bones are different. I mean, my eyeballs are the same. That's it. Like a different hair, like different butthole. I have a butthole redone. Mm. Um, Everything is different. So I don't, I didn't know how I'd move and how I'd look on camera and what the other performer would like or not like. So I was very scared. But I had forgotten that I had been making porn for like a decade and a half, you know. 
So I showed up to set and just, there's so much I, I didn't give myself credit for that like I have experience with, you know, like being respectful on set and like listening more than talking, you know what I mean? Like uh, asking people questions about them and, and talking to the PA and making sure the PA feels seen, you know what I mean? And like that stuff carried me through the scary and secure parts. And then apparently I did good. I don't know. Like the other, like after the first scene, I was so scared after, and I think I apologized to the girl I worked with that I fucked. I was like, hey, I'm sorry, I'm just awkward. I don't know what to do. My voice is weird. I was grunting like a man. I don't know. And she was like, you're in your head, Lucy. You did great. It's, you're fine. You're fine. She wasn't like, oh, it was the best fuck of my life, but she was like, it was fine. And I was like, oh, okay. And it was fine. It was totally fine. So... Did you finally watch the getting used to of it? it. Uh, that one hasn't been released, I don't think. Okay. Uh, but the second one I did for uh, Adult Time for Transfix that just came out yesterday, the set of uh, the twelfth. Yeah, okay. it just came out, and I watched the trailer, and it looks fine. I mean, it's you know, it's like a fine enough porn. Uh, the model I was with Maddie May is gorgeous. So, I mean, it looked really hot. Like she's yeah. fucking hot. So that was cool. Well, it was like to um, see yourself doing that. This is wild. Is is cool? It's a uh, trippy for sure. Is there no one of like who's that hot chick? I'm a little, every day I like, wake look. up, every day I wake up and I touch my boobs and I'm like, whoa, titties, because I love titties. <laughs> I'm like, oh my God, it makes me so happy. And then I go to the bathroom to brush my teeth and wash my face and shit. And I, and I look in the mirror and I'm like, what? Like, what? Like, I'm still getting, it's like I get, I have like a lot of out-of-body experiences from transitioning. Like, I feel like I'm catching up constantly. Mm. Like, I'll be working in my office and then I'll go downstairs to go to bed and I'll close my eyes and I think I'm still in the office because mm. I was in the office an hour ago. And it's like, what, it's like one of the things I'm going to therapy for, I'm like, that's weird. Like I'm, And then an hour later, I'm in bed and I'm like, I'm in bed now. You know, like I'm catching up. It's like a lag, yeah, like a streaming lag, but it's in real time with my life. Um, I'll be on a subway and I'll be like, I got to leave. I'm late. Oh, wait, I'm on the subway. You know what I mean? It's a. I don't know if that's normal for trans people or if I'm just fucking nuts. I don't know. One of the things I, I did a lot of acid when I was a kid, so I don't know. Maybe that's. I mean, it, I'm also but. looking like at a hatchet, just like casually chilling next to your door. Mm-hmm. So it's like I don't know if I can answer that question. I'm not. I don't, I'm not totally clear yeah. yet. <laughs> I feel like you're safe here, Billy. I feel, I feel like you're safe. safe. You the hatchets to keep me safe. I feel very safe. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have any guns here, which is weird in in New York. I couldn't bring them. I'm working through the legal process, having guns here. What is the legal process? So legally to own a gun in New York, there's three permits just for owning guns. Shotguns, rifles, pistols, okay. right? So for each class, say you want a pistol or you want 10 pistols, you need a pistol permit. Right. One permit, from what I understand, covers all the pistols, right? Okay. Same with rifles, same with shotguns. So in order to get those permits, either or all, you have to have a New York ID. Mm-hmm. So you have to. So I moved here. Day three, I went to the DMV because I wanted to get ahead of this. And then they wouldn't give me a New York driver's license yet because my uh, Nevada one had just renewed. So I got to wait six months to get my for that to age out to where they're like, okay, you've had a Nevada, you've had an out of state license for over six months. Now you can have a New York license. Weird, weird thing, but okay. okay. Um, you get your Nevada driver's license, then you submit a bunch of paperwork to. F- get the permits to have them in your home, then you have to either buy them or in my case, I own them, but they're in a safe location in Nevada. 
So then I have to go to fly back to Nevada, go to a gun store with each gun, and FFL is what you call it. Uh, you have to, I have to do an FFL process to legally transport. I give them to the gun person, gun store person, pay thirty bucks per gun, plus shipping. They ship it to a gun store in New York, and then I get fly back home, and then I go to the gun store and I pick up my guns, mm. and then I have to transport them in locked cases individually to get them back each gun into my home once I have the permits. And at some point, are you just like, maybe I don't even need it? At some, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and that's not even the concealed carry permit. And then to get a concealed carry permit, uh, you have to be a resident for X amount of months, maybe it's a year or something and like that. And also there's a lot of that like changing right now because that's a like court case that just like yeah. happened. And like you can have them, but you you can, you can if you have a concealed carry out. permit, you can carry in New York, but you can't carry on the subway. Yeah, they're like they're figuring out the where you can't do that. They're trying to figure so, out like sensitive. Areas if you can't carry on a yeah. subway, that kind of fucks you up. Yeah. Like you leave the house and then you say, "I can meet you for coffee," and then you're like, "Oh, we should go to this place." And I'm like, "Well, we gotta take a lift because yeah. I'm carrying." Yeah. Or fuck it, I'm just gonna carry on the subway. But then something happens on the subway, I can't use the. What are we doing? Right. It's crazy. You also apparently you can have a pocket knife in New York, but you can't. It can't be visible. Mm-hmm. So you can only conceal a weapon in New York, like a blade. Yeah. You can't have it. So like a, you can't have a pocket knife clip. You can't have brass knuckles either. Can't have brass knuckles. Nope. No tasers. The little kitty thing. You know that one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. None of that. <laughs> so you can have a, uh, you can, which is crazy to me because I've always, my whole life, I've had, I normally wore jeans with a pocket knife and I just clipped it to the outside of my pocket. But sure. if the clip of the knife is visible, that's illegal in New York. And then if someone attacks you, you can't draw the knife. Yeah. Period. Like you can't use it. So you're supposed to call the police and wait or run. And in my experience with stalkers and stuff like that, it doesn't work. The cops take a while to get there. Mm. And I can run pretty fast, but if I'm with someone else, I'm going to smoke them. You know what I mean? It's like they're stuck with this. Scary person. That's with someone on a nap, and you're just like, "What's your forty time?" <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, what are we doing? Like, it's just kind of freaky in that okay. sense. So I figured it out. Like, I have a little blade I carry in a fanny pack, right. and there are a bag. It's not uh, technically a pocket knife. It's not even. It's like a shank. It basically, just carry a shank. Yeah. And it, so technically, it's not anything. And legally, that's fine. Apparently, I don't know. It's weird. Yeah. And a flashlight. I carry a really bright flashlight so I can just like blind someone, just like Wah! and then run. Um, but to put a little bow on the on the previous thing though, just but like performing as Lucy, that's feeling that's feeling good to you. You're still adjusting to like hot ch- mirror, hot chick mirror. I'm the hot chick in the mirror. Yeah, it's wild. It's really wild. Making content for like TikTok or or Instagram or Twitter helps that. It really does help. It's like that is me, and people react and they comment to, "Oh, that's you." Well, looking good or bad, they're uh, like that. They, something makes that me, so that helps a ton. Okay, with and, that. And so you're, and so you, you know, you said you're dating in the city. You're doing, you're leaning into the poly life. Mm-hmm. You alluded to before we got started. Yeah, like I've always been poly, uh, but now I'm a woman and I'm poly, so it's different. I like it much better. I like flirting with girls. I, I generally like femmes, whether yeah. non-binary or, or cis female, um, or trans, trans femmes. I generally, that's what I'm attracted to. I like fucking guys, but I don't want to date guys. There's like very, very few guys that I'm like, that's someone I could date. I was a man, and I was like, 
not suit my own horror, but I was pretty fucking good at being a guy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, like yeah. I was like very much, I was as daddy as daddy got. You know what I mean? Like I, it's like as the spokesmodel for Playgirl. I was just very mask and yeah. very like I don't know, kind and protective and all the things, uh, inte- high integrity. Like made sure I did what I said I was gonna do and I was on time to shit and like good credit. You know, like I don't know, just like. <laughs> Wait, is that masculinity now? Is like have a good credit score? I think so. Well, here's where it comes down to: say, say you're you're the mask person in the relationship, sure. right? And then you want to you you and your partner or someone you're seeing want to go on a trip or a friend, mm-hmm. right? And then you fly somewhere, and they have TSA pre-check, but you don't. You're kind of a chump at that point, right? Because they have to wait for you. They they're like, oh, now I got to go through the schmo line and take off my shoes. Cause I'm with you. That's, I'm I'm a chump. Well, to get the TSA pre-check, just get the. Pre- I feel like I'm paying into a system that shouldn't exist. I'm like, this is all. Do you travel f- much though? You're a comedian. You gotta it, travel. It, it's it's not even that. It's like I I like fundamentally disagree with it. I go like 9/11 was that much time ago. I don't know what we're stopping anymore. I feel like this is all like a fugazi. I feel like I'm well, yeah, I it's bullshit. That, yeah, I feel like I don't want to pay in the bullshit. You know what I do? I say I would like the pa- I mail opt out. I want my massage, please. Thank you. Yes, mail opt out. I'll wait. Well, if you wait, the, but then it's a problem because if the person you're with, if you travel alone and only alone, okay, who cares, right? I don't know. And then say you land somewhere and okay, we got to get the rental car. Yeah. But you don't have a credit card. You have to have a credit card with an open line of credit sure. big enough to handle. You don't have to have like perfect credit and you don't have to have like a $10,000 plus limit, Yeah. but you can't have like a... $200 limit shitty credit card. Sure. Like you can't have bad credit credit card to rent a car because yeah. they'll do the hold and they'll say, sorry, motherfucker, yeah. you can't, we can't sit here. So you have to have a, just a decent grown up credit card and yeah. then the TSA pre-check and then like the, if you say you have a good, cre- you have good credit now, mm-hmm. now you have like a, like I, I do American Air, you choose your own adventure or whatever, but I just, I, I chose American Air or whatever a long time ago. So now I have an American Air credit card with points. So I run my business expenses through their card. So then, or in my Amex transfers or whatever. Um, So now I get to go in the lounges, the airport lounges. So say I'm traveling with someone and they have the lounge access and and I don't. Mm. Now they got to sit out in the shitty seats and eat, you know, whatever Aunt Annie's pretzel hot dog. Which is okay, but if it's not or like Sparrow's it like pizza, to you is like sitting in the like business class lounge at the airport. With if someone. you're well, it's just it's not the romance part. It's just like <laughs> if you both have the lounge access, and then you can both just oh, we got a long layover. Let's go sit in the lounge and we'll eat the free cookies sure. and have the espresso. Like and then like oh, they have fettuccine on the menu today. Let's have some fettuccine for free while we sit in these giant leather chairs that have USB ports in them, and we can just charge our shit. And the lighting is immaculate and the bathrooms are private, mm-hmm. you know, like the stall door goes all the way to the ceiling and it's just like, you just sit and you can just like blast farts and do whatever, or like vape, <laughs> like you can vape all you want in the airport lounge. You know what I mean? So when you're like looking for people to date, are you looking for someone with a similar status? I mean, not necessarily. I just don't want to be holding them up. Okay. You know what I mean? I don't want to be like. I mean, it was so you don't mind sitting out in the yeah, like no, metaphorically, you don't mind sitting yeah. in, the, in the shitty area. No, if that's where they're at, I'm totally accepting. Yeah, that's I'm not going to be I'm finding like, a way to make this a motif of your day. Yeah, I don't want to be like a bougie <laughs> bitch and be like, ugh, 
you don't have lounge access or you don't have uh, TSA breach. No, no, not like that at all. I just don't want to hold them up. Sure. Because I feel like. It's very thoughtful of you. That was part of being a man to me was like, you, you don't, you be useful. You have integrity. You do what you say you're going to do when you said you're going to do it. And you don't be a pain in the ass for people. You know what I mean? Like I felt like that was more men than having ripped abs and hairy chest and carrying a gun everywhere. That was just like part of modeling and then being safe as a model. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? But anyway. Well, now what? Like you, so that now, was your mentality. Do you retain any of that? Yeah, I feel like it's carried up. Maybe it'll go away. I don't know. For a little bit when I started transitioning, I went through a phase. I think a lot of trans women do where everything I owned was pink. And uh, I just wanted to have like dainty arms and be like frail. And I hated it. You know, like I couldn't stand carrying. I bought like one of those Prada purses. It's like tiny and it looks cute, but you can't fit shit in it. You know what I mean? And I like couldn't even fit a wallet in it. I was like, this is stupid. So, um, and I couldn't lift anything. Like I couldn't, like if my suitcase was 50 pounds, I couldn't fucking pump, like get it in the back of my truck. I felt like I was holding everybody up. And I hated that. So, yeah, now I'm kind of shifting back to just mommy can lift heavy shit. You know, um, there's a loud horn out there. Yeah, it's all right. I have a horny neighborhood. That's <laughs> what it is. It's very, very horny fitting, here. Very fitting. But, yeah, no, but so so back to do it. I mean, guys, I like to fuck, but it's hard when I meet a guy. I feel like, I don't know, my standards for guys are unfair because I went so hard because I just was OCD about it. I just I didn't want to be a good guy. And now when I meet a guy, I'm like, mm, I don't know. You know what I mean? But like, I need, I need dick sometimes. So what are you going to do? So like, where are you going to, like, how are you meeting people in New York for dating? Like, do you have some regular partners? Are you swiping around? What's going on? Um, I haven't done the app thing at all. I think um, most of my friends here so far I met on the pandemic, you know, over Zoom, just for ver- from various reasons. So most of my friends are either pro-doms or hookers or both. Um, or, uh, like I, I don't drink or do drugs. So I met them in that weird world of sobriety, you sure. know, or both they're sober and they're pro-dom or a hooker. And, um, so they meet up for like, whatever, like they go to the park or they get, you know, da 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 da, and then I meet nice girls there or non-binary types. And then I get their number. And then and so far I'm not dating anyone. I'm talking to someone I was talking to on the West coast, um, who I really love. Uh, we just live far away now. You know what I mean? It's just kind of, it's very, we text every few days and call once a week and we'll probably hang out four times a year. Like mm-hmm. that's our relationship, you know, but I love that. It's, I consider that a partner, you mm-hmm. know? Um, and, uh, I was dating someone in New York. It, I broke it off when I got here. A delightful girl. It was just, uh, I really loved her. I just, we just weren't a fit, you know what I mean? So it's just a shame. Sometimes you just know you're not a fit. Mm. We were like a long distance thing. We were fit, long distance, and then hung out in person a few days. And I was like, fuck, mm-hmm. we're just not a fit. But I didn't want her to change anything about her because she's great the way she is. But I'm just old, so I know when you're not a fit, you're not a fit. Yeah. You got to get out, you know? So that was that hurt my heart. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, what are you going to do? So now I'm just kind of... Um, uh, I don't know if I'm even open. To, I'm really into... I wake up. I pray and I meditate, I drink coffee, I feed the cats. Uh, I work out in the basement and then um, crush it. You know what I mean? Whatever that means. Lighting in the apartment or uh, work on the apartment to get it ready or go do appointments and procedures or 
work on building my new porn empire mm-hmm. or I start, I haven't started hooking yet. It's on the list. I just don't know. I got to put up an ad. Yeah. You know what I mean? I got to, I got to learn. I got to spend a day. Like, how do you vet clients? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I've never done that. So, Oh, you, so um, you, did, you didn't do any like escort and like mail escort I mean, back in the day? barely like, like well referenced friends would be like, Nothing Hey, like- this guy's a great client of mine. Yeah. He wants to do, or let's do a double like shit like that. Some very rarely, it just never came up. So now I'm like, um, I do want to Tom people for money and I do want to fuck people for money here. I just, how do you vet them? Mm-hmm. So I've been putting the word out there like, Hey, I'll do doubles. If you, anybody wants that, my dick works. It's like a robotic dick. Now. I mean, it's, I press a button. It stays hard. Wait, wait for for real. You yeah. Press a button. Yeah. Yeah. It's mechanical. Okay. Is it, it feel, okay the, if I ask a little bit about that? Sure. Just... Yeah. So, well, essentially I'll just describe it. Yeah. Yeah. The insides of a natural penis are a hydraulic pump. Right, it's, it's the insides of your dick are filled with what's called spongy tissue. Okay. That spongy tissue has blood vessels. It fills up with blood, or the blood leaves it, and it's a hydraulic pump. That's like literally how it works, right? Okay. So uh, when I transitioned to female, uh, estrogen made my dick not get hard, so I could barely get a hard on, and I definitely didn't have nighttime erections. Okay. So if your dick, say for you. If you locked your dick in chastity, right, for a month, you would lose a, a tenth of an inch. Yeah. And over a year, you would lose an inch, right? Um, because it's not getting hard yeah, regularly. Yeah, the like, spongy tissue has to be flexed. So getting hard is you like... You don't use it, you lose it. Uh, oh, oh, wow. Yeah, you okay. don't use it, you lose it. Okay. And in different cases, it's faster, mm-hmm. right? You might stay in chastity for a year and you lose four inches, right? And you're like, wow, I have a clit now. What the fuck happened? Mm-hmm. And it does not go back. It's irreversible. So no one told me this when I started transitioning. Sure. Um, so I was, I just was shocked one day after four months into transitioning. I finally felt like jerking off and I was like, whoa, I lost two, two inches dick. And it was like sad. It's mm-hmm. very sad. It was very shocking. It's a traumatic experience, honestly. It was like, oh, where's my dick? Ah. So. What do you do about that? So I went way down the rabbit hole and you can use those penis pumps to stretch it, sure. but it'll go back to the old side. It'll, it doesn't last. Yeah. So if you use the penis pump to stretch every day for two to three months and you do your rub testosterone cream on just your penis, you'll only, then that'll help the blood flow there. And you take Cialis every day. Okay. Then you're temporarily back to your old size or bigger. Then to lock it in, you take all the spongy tissue out of the middle of the dick, the inside, okay. and you replace it with an actual hydraulic pump with like mechanical parts. And that locks in the new size. So now when I want to get erect, instead of like thinking happy thoughts and jerking off and taking Viagra, I pump up a button. It's like a Reebok pump. You know, I just okay. pump, pump, pump. It's inside my body. I just feel for it. It's in my balls. Oh, really? Yeah. So I just oh, pump wow. this Reebok pump up. And my dick gets hard. I can leave it in the middle. It's like a Tempur-Pedic bed. You just set it to wherever you want. And it stays pumped. And then do whatever I want to do. I come. It stays up. It just stays. It's perfect for performing, webcamming, fucking people for money, sex parties, live sex shows. I mean, this is like I am a machine now. There's no nerves in that tissue that they remove. So this feels exactly the same. To an outside touch, it feels exactly the same because yeah. you replace a hydraulic pump with another hydraulic pump. It's just mechanical. It's robotic instead of natural. They've kept this a it's secret. I, is it because like 
So it's the reason people don't do this is it's extremely painful, okay. right? Because they're literally ripping the open. Yeah, the, okay. the surgery, the pumping, the stretching your dick oh, okay. hurts really, really bad. For 20 minutes, you got to leave it pumped and it's stretched out. And then you take the pump off and it's like taking nipple clamps off, like all the nerves feel again. You're like, ah, for like a while. Then you have an achy dick all day because you're like just ripped. You just stretch the shit out of your dick. And then you got to do the surgery. And so they cut you open and they put the shit in you. And you you cannot sit down. Your balls cannot touch anything because they just glued them back together. They can't stitch them. Right. So they just super glued your nuts back together. So if you sit down fast, you're going to bleed out of your balls. You just bleed out. You're, that's how you die, right? Okay. <laughs> it's I fast. Just, it's y'all can't fast. see me right now, but oh boy. Yeah. This is like when you talk about sounding to it's me. It's a I very go, quick way to go, but very horrible too. And then also, what a mess. I mean, yeah. you're ruining the sofa, right? <laughs> so... So, Lucy, by the way, you're de- like you are so funny, but like you do such deadpan delivery. Like you do not let yourself laugh at anything you say. Thanks, it's so guess, funny. Yeah. I don't know if I'm a psychopath. <laughs> I'm sitting here. I'm like, but, yeah. like, does she know that this is funny? Because like this is hilarious, right? But <laughs> Tempur-Pedic bed? Yeah, that's a great. It, joke. it is a Tempur-Pedic bed. Yeah. <laughs> so you have to go through that process, and then it takes six weeks to heal. So for six weeks, six weeks out of your life, think you do this now, okay? By June, June one, you'll be able to touch your dick again. And it's wrapped in bandages, and you have a tube sticking out of you that's like draining fluid. Like, that's why I think most people don't do this. Mm. Also, I had to invent the process because doing this, the penis pump thing, that's not that, that exists, right? A lot of older guys do that. A lot of male performers do that. They just don't talk about it. Um, Making your dick bigger, I had to figure that out. I had to science it. So I just, Read, uh, if you're a doctor and you're like a, a patient asks you a question, you don't know the answer. It happens a lot. You go to pubmed.com and all the research is available there and you just search for what you want to find. And when the, when the doctor says, oh, there's no studies on that. I don't know. Or let me look into some studies. That's pubmed.com. It's public, right? Mm-hmm. You don't have to be a doctor to learn this shit. So I just went on PubMed and I just down the rabbit hole. Like how can, can you grow spongy tissue? No. Can you grow the skin tissue? Yes, if you stretch it, can you lock it in? No, only, but you have to, to connect some dots and then find a hormone doctor and a surgeon to team up basically and collaborate in order to make my dick back. And it's not, I, I lost two inches transitioning. I gained back an inch. Okay. So I'm still an inch shorter. So I'm like, fuck me. So I'm a little insecure about it, but I had a huge dick for a chick. You know what I mean? And it works. <laughs> it's great. But there's another procedure I'm probably doing to get, Gain back an inch or two. Wow. Um, which I think they only do in Europe, but I'm looking into it. I got an appointment in May for that. Um, but yeah, dicks. It's a whole thing. That, you know, but now I'm a cyborg. So that's cool. <laughs> that's my Twitter bio. It's some kind of a mutant cyborg. That's what I am now, but you know. Um, before I go, I do have to ask you one question from sure. my Ask the Guest uh, channel in the Champagne Room where uh, all my Patreon members, you can ask any question you want. And this sure. morning, Chuck wanted to know just... In, in shifting over to Lucy Hart, um, was there a shift in your fan base? How did your fans take the transition? Did you did you gain new people, lose people? Like, how has that been um, Yeah, shifting? so the great question. I've been very fortunate. Um, people are generally really nice to me about it. Uh, and once in a blue moon, I get someone who, like, used to jerk off to Lance Hart, and now they're really butthurt. Mm-hmm. And they'll say, you ruined yourself, or, oh, it's such a shame, or something like that. But now I have like brand new followers that followed me through the process 
And like it's mostly baby gays, like they're 20 something, some kind of queer and, or trans. And then they followed me just to kind of watch the transition. And they just go on attack mode when the assholes attack. And so like, I don't have to say shit. You know what I mean? It's really rare. It's like once a month I get a mean comment. For the most part, I have a whole bunch of baby gays that are really nice to me, you know? And I, and I love them so much. I wish they had money. They don't. <laughs> baby gays are broke. So they don't join my OnlyFans. They don't buy my porn. They can't. And I don't, I don't hate them for it. They bless their hearts, you know, the little baby gay hearts. They're trying their best. But I need to market to more like older men because that's who pays for porn, older men. Okay. So that's, I got to figure that out. But yeah, for the most part, I mean, it's been, I've been so lucky. People are generally not nice to trans women right. and it sucks. And, but I've, I've had it really lucky. I mean, so. we've seen like some porn stars, they'll get like a one little thing. Like I remember when Siri got like her breast reduction and people were all like yelling, like you do one thing to your body and they felt like people entitled to out. having your old body. Like, and why like, would you do that? Why? Oh. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's do whatever the fuck you want with your body. Yeah. I might get vampire teeth. I don't know. But go for Just it. Just cause I want them. Uh, Lucy, this was fantastic. You know, uh, I'm welcome again to the neighborhood. Uh, I hope to see you around at Hacienda. Yeah. And, and for now, you know, where can people go to find you, follow you, check out your work? Um, everything is mama heart X. I, I couldn't get Lucy heart. So <laughs> everything, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, OnlyFans, it's mama heart X. My website I'm working on, uh, the pay site will be nicefeelings.com, but like there'll be a blog that's just a catch all. That's mamahardx.com. Mm-hmm. Um, I got someone building it now, six weeks from now, depending on when they watch this or listen to this. Mm-hmm. Mamahardx.com will be it. If they go to mamahardx.com, they get to my OnlyFans. So just mamahardx. That's it. H A R T M A M A H A R T X. Fantastic. Um, well, thanks again. This was fantastic. And, uh, you know, for now, why don't you go ahead and say goodbye to everybody? Well, goodbye, everybody. <laughs> Oh God, the artist's name, we, we had to text Zachary Zane just to get the name. It's Tom of Finland. Tom of Finland. Apparently you have to say the whole thing. It's like a pimp named Slickback. You got to say the whole thing. It's not Slickback. It's a pimp named Slickback. It's Tom of Finland. Respect the name if you're going to put it in your mouth. And if you look at Tom of Finland's work, there's a lot of putting it in the mouth. So I'll, I'll link to him in the mention section of the notes of the show. You got a bonus episode with Lucy Hart coming out tomorrow exclusively on Patreon. She'll be talking about what it's like working with these younger, newer content creators as a seasoned veteran studio performer. And if you want to try the bonus episode for free, you can sign up for my seven-day free trial through the end of this month at patreon.com slash podcast or download the Patreon app. Find me on there. Uh, the seven-day free trials are going away at the end of April. So if you want to just test out what's going on, this is the time to do it. And I'll play a little teaser at the uh, at the end of this little shindig right now. Uh, Naked Comedy Show this Friday. I really hope to see y'all there. I know there's a few whoreheads coming on out. If uh, if a little cluster of y'all are getting together, you know, I'm, I'm down the hang after the 10 o'clock show. I think, uh, I think Chuck and Elizabeth are going to keep me updated. There's a couple good bars around the corner. I just got to, you know, I got I to gotta clean up. Just to give a little extra value to this end portion of the podcast, here's a little sex tip, fellas. Okay, when you're going down on a lady, you're doing the oral thing. Okay, this is a compliment I got yesterday. Uh, Angles. No, I don't just mean like how you tilt your head. I mean like get your body up, move it around, go in from down, you know, go dive in from above. 
from the other way, come fly down south from the north. Not necessarily in a 69, in a more giving. I guess that would be, is that like more of like a, is that more of like a 64? You know, just you're like five, five degrees away from a 69, but you're just be like, hey, no, honey, you just lay there. I'm going to take care of this. I did that so I could like get my, my, get my shoulder involved in the fingering, save my forearm some effort. I'm just saying, there's a little tip. Apparently that I got like a very nice compliment about it afterwards. I'm just saying you don't have to just stay there on your belly or on your knees, okay? Like, get creative, move around. Don't be afraid to try out something a little different. You can read more about that experience, by the way, in the Champagne Room. I, I posted quite the lengthy story in, uh, in I Just Had Sex channel. Oh, I guess I should also throw this out there. It's been nine years of the show, right? That's pretty cool, pretty significant. So, you know, you got any thoughts? You got any questions for the pod? You can always shoot me your emails at manwhorepod at gmail.com. I don't think I've plugged the email address in a few weeks. Anyways, folks, thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next week. Stay slutty. I feel like I have to mom them a little bit. Like, I'm like, honey, um, you, I don't want you to get screwed here. Like, I'm going to take this porn and do global distribution with it. Like the trade scene that we're doing, I'm going to, it's going to be eventually on DVD. It's going to be on cable in Europe and in Asia. Um, it's also going to be on Pornhub. It's also going to be on X Hamster. It's also going to be on OnlyFans. It's also, I mean, I'm, I make money through distribution. That's how I've learned how to do this. And if you don't have paperwork, I'm basically getting this for free because I'm not paying you. You're not paying me. So I, I feel compelled to say something.